Welcome to the ninth episode of Off the Cuff Podcast with AJ from Crafted and NJ. And I got the man, the myth, the legend, literally the maker of everything under the sun, Lucas from Man Made in MA. How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing great after that intro. <laughs> yeah, right? That's good. <laughs> I, good yeah. I, I am shocked by the stuff that you do on a daily basis. I mean, you go from metalworking to woodworking to... <laughs> putting shit in the basement with with the most I don't even know how you engineer some of this stuff that you get down there there's been it is a feat ones. yeah there's yeah. been some ones that even I'm like this is not I don't think this is a good I don't think I should be <laughs> I don't think I should be near this you know what I mean <laughs> like I've, I mean, I've I've had points where I'm like I need like a like anchor points to put a strap or, or a winch <laughs> or something. And I'm like putting lags into my floor joists above my head. To like <laughs> I've seen, I think I've seen you use the truck as a counterweight, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. The truck, the truck as an anchor point is always a good one. I'll, I'll back it up so I can hook one end of the come along to the hitch on the truck to like the safety mm -hmm. chain hook. And then that's a really good point to be able to like, creep stuff down the stairs <laughs> down the ramp yeah that is every time i see something coming down because you go you always buy stuff you're you're buying one thing to the next and it just seems like you go from something you know medium-sized then mm. you just go hey i got this huge thing that's barely gonna fit down here yes. but i'm gonna get it down yeah the i think the the trickiest one so far has been the the south bend 10 lathe mm -hmm. that's been the trickiest one because that's it's it's like a it's a you know all in one and by that i mean like the 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 lathe and the base and the legs it's all one unit like it's wow. not like it's a bench top lathe on a bench okay so it's tall oh it's, shit it's way heavier on one end than the other <laughs> um of so i i weighed it after i got it in the shop and it was like 873 pounds wow. or something something like that but that one was that one was the closest that was the tightest one yet. Cause like I had to take the switch. I had to like take the top two bolts out of the switch and like rotate it down to clear wow. coming in. And when it hit the bottom, it like hit and just like coming <laughs> down the ramp, it hit and then just stopped. Oh, and, like there was nothing I could do to, to move it. Like it was, it was the heavy end stuff. I'm like trying to get a bar under it to, to leverage. And I'm like looking around, like what can I attach the come along to and pull it? I, it was not, it was not so good. It was not so good. Well, at least it's down there and then it's a forever home at this point. Now, yeah. <laughs> you you get the stuff down. Right. But have you ever thought of the time that, yeah. you know, you might want to move and now you're going to have to get it all out? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I even like, I, I want to say I had this conversation with somebody just the other day, maybe. But um, <laughs> I, I said, you know, if, if if the time comes to get everything out, be it to put in a garage, a barn, or to move, you know, I've been needing to re rebuild the bulkhead for a couple of years now. So I think I'm just going to dig it out. <laughs> <laughs> Make it bigger? Yeah, like just dig it out into like a nice, like gradual ramp. Okay. And just take everything out and then drop have someone drop one of those like precast bulkheads in and then yep. that's it done I, I was thinking you were just gonna like take the house off the foundation yeah. and then just <laughs> and then just crane everything out it's the next best thing i mean if i if i had like that would be a thing install uh like a hatchway into the first floor yeah. of the roof yeah you know, two for? hatches oh, one right through the yeah. roof right through the floor a, yeah just call a crane every time 
<laughs> or you just install a freight elevator. Yeah, see, now we're talking. You know, Dre's ah. dad, Dre's dad used to do that. Oh, yeah? He's, uh, oh, he, he did all sorts of like, yeah, industrial warehousing and material handling and stuff forever. That was his business. That was his company. Wow. So like, he's very well versed in the freight elevator. Well, there you like, go. Dave, you got any connections still? Like, <laughs> Freight elevator eight coming foot, next. Eight foot freight elevator. That's all. It's going to go up like four feet, not even. Like, basically I, one I of those wheelchair elevators at the store. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Can it handle South Bend? That's all I need to know. It's all it yeah. needs to handle. Yeah. So, yeah. so watching your stories every single time, you're always coming up with something new, watching the posts that you do, and it's inspiring and it's just shocking to see the stuff that you are working on. I mean, you go from, I still, I'm still in awe about that vice that you have on that big stand. Oh, that is vice. Yeah. the rock Island. I want to say. Yeah. 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 Yep. 577. That, that was the first that, big vice. I, I don't need one, but I want one. And yeah. I don't even know where I would put it because like, I don't <laughs> have any, footprint. Yeah. I would say so. And like, you know, I, I want it mobile maybe. And I was thinking, oh, I could put it on my bench, but I'm like, that thing's huge. That thing yeah. is monstrous. Yeah. When you have one, if, when you have that thing, one of those things sitting on just on the edge of a workbench. Oh yeah. You've never felt more ridiculous <laughs> like than, than having that thing sit there. Like, what am I doing? Like the bench <laughs> is not big enough to like counterweight this, you know? <laughs> you don't you don't think it would be good for like a service truck or something like that on a, oh, be on a bench? Yeah, right on the right on the bumper of the service truck. So if you get rear-ended, you're fine. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna say, what about the one with like a hitch that uh, um the receiver yeah. end so you could put it right in your hitch? Yeah, as long as it's a class five hitch, it needs the weight rating for it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be doing wheelies all the time yeah. driving down the road. But um uh, no, it's really awesome to see the stuff that you're doing, and um, you, you're not you're not just a maker of one thing, and that's what I I really like, you know, watching the stuff because you you like I said, you go from one extreme to the next, and it is it is crazy to see the stuff that you're doing, and I'll, I'm going to get into it a little bit, but just to kind of ask, what is your favorite thing to do? Is it woodworking? Is it metal? Is it epoxy? Now that you you know Dre's, you know that I, I went through an epoxy, a little epoxy phase. Um, okay. No, you know now it really it fluctuates, it changes a lot. I think, and you know, if I'll answer that question today, and you know, six months from now, a year from now, that could be different. Mm -hmm. But I think right now, the thing that I'm having the most fun doing is the thing I'm enjoying the most is steel fab work, followed okay. really closely by machining. Okay. I mean, those kind of go hand in hand, but that I'm having yeah. the most fun doing metal work and kind of, you know, learning some skill sets and trying new things. And, it, you know, it's fascinating to me because with wood, I mean, my background's all in carpentry and, and mm -hmm. you know, and, and building. Um, and with that, you know, you, you take a piece of wood, you cut it, you know, you subtract material from it to get yep. to your final shape, you know, with, and, you know, you do that to an extent with metal, you can drill it and cut it, but you can also bend it and shape it and and round it over and roll it and do all sorts of different things that you can't do with wood. Um, oh, yeah. And I think that's that's why it's so intriguing to me. Like you can take you can take a piece of a piece of steel rod and tie it and make it a pretzel. Oh yeah, you can't you can't really do that with a piece of wood. I mean the the wood from Home like, Depot is already in a pretzel already form. A pretzel. So. <laughs> Dude, I someone's bought, doing it. I bought some two by four by tens the other day. Cause I, I need to frame out a laundry closet in the, in the renovation I'm doing right now. And 
it's their nine foot ceiling. So two by, you know, eight footers don't work. And yep. I just grabbed, dude, they, I've never seen <laughs> more of a banana of a, like, and I swear though, they sat over the weekend and they got like three or four times worse. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. It was, yeah. it was like, it was like 45 degrees canted <laughs> at the end. I'm like, I can't build a wall with this. It's not going to work. <laughs> Oh man, I, I've had some two by fours. You get them. They're perfectly straight. The mm-hmm. second you bring them into the house, they're like, we're finally yeah. free from that place. And they just, <laughs> yeah. they just wonk on you. And oh, it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, it, there's some good brands and I, I've always had issues with Douglas fir uh, two by fours mm-hmm. that they were the worst. They would mm-hmm. move every which way and they would become a pretzel at that point. Yeah, it's like when you get them, you have to frame with them like immediately, <laughs> immediately. And then just hope for the best. Like <laughs> you, you come back how they do the house spiral staircases. Yeah, there you go. Home that's Depot perfect. Wood. Yeah. Maybe that's what they should market those pieces as. Uh, instead of junk. Canoe. Make some canoes, DIY canoe you, kit. You could definitely. I yeah. I saw this piece of wood at Home Depot sitting on the shelf. It was the only one there. And it was the only one for a reason. Because <laughs> not only did it have like a bow, it also had a cup. It also had a twist. It also yeah. had like a kick. All all of the wood movement in one piece. Well, that's actually the that's the display piece. That's the educational piece. <laughs> you can learn all the caveats of car, rough framing and carpentry in one piece of wood. Here's everything. <laughs> here here's everything a piece of wood could do in one. Right. And Take it home, don't get study it. Yeah. Yeah. Never buy something like that. <laughs> so. But I mean, we've been getting into it. Um, and as everybody knows, you know, off the cuff podcast, the the whole idea behind it is that, you know, everything's just off the cuff. Um, there is one thing I want to do. I want to pick from the fishbowl and I want to ask you this. Now, these are all random. So yep, you can get yep, yep. you can anything. get anything. Literally, yep. I'm shuffling them up now. I don't even know Keith. what this is. All right. Keith is going to be proud of me on this. <laughs> um, what is your favorite season? Oh, fall without question. All right, yeah. you and my wife are exactly yeah, the same. Gut, that's just like a gut answer. It's got to okay. be fall because you still get some of the nicer weather. You still mm-hmm. get those warmer days. You still see some greenery and all that, and it starts to be pretty. But it's not as hot during the days or nights. Like you could put a hoodie on, and yep. you know it's not going to get any more hot and miserable. It's only going to yeah. get colder, which is which is fine. All right. But now, because I, I know you're a plow guy, I know you yeah, like going yeah, out yeah. there. Do you enjoy the winter? I still enjoy it. Yeah. I went through a, I went through a phase of like two or three years where I really hated it. This is oh, like yeah. within the last five years, a couple of those where like, I can't, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> um, you know, it would snow and I would like, they'd be like, oh, we're getting two feet on Friday. And I just have this like pit in my stomach, like, yep. come on. Like I got stuff to do. Right. Uh, right. But then I get, I, you know, grew up a little bit and I'm like, well, it's going to happen one way or another. So might as well embrace it. So I'm fine I haven't grown up yet. I, yeah. I despise the winter. I hate it with a burning passion. Listen, check with me after the first plowable storm. Yeah. Right. Well, I know you'll be doing some stories yeah. and whatnot and, and oh, be really fun, excited. You, know? Oh, you yeah. know, it'll be exciting for a little while. You know, I, I this is going to be really random, but what makes you the most excited when you plow? I just, man, I just like, I'm like such a machinery and equipment nerd that I, I got a thing in my hand that makes hydraulics move and it pushes uh-huh. stuff. Like <laughs> you can't, you know, a close second is being able to use all the lights, but like first and foremost, it's just, it's a toy, you know, it's yeah, still course. a toy after all these years. And I, I, 
I was offered a I was offered a opportunity on a a new plow. So I'm kind of thinking. Ooh. I know it's real tempting. It's uh, really it, tempting. What kind now? What it's kind another, are we talking? It's about? another Fisher, but it's okay. a it's an eight and a half stainless XV2 Ooh. with with the LED headlights, Ooh, which is like yeah. my dream setup. Let me tell you. That is a good, I'm so sick of not being able to see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you are too. Oh yeah. Luckily I don't drive with mine and I'm just plowing down at our, jo- you know, right, our job. Yeah, that is convenient. But I have taken it a f- home a few times and it's like, I'm holding a candle in front of yeah. me. At this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you, you know, we talked about this. Like I put led bulbs in my truck this past season, yep. which were fine, but still it's like still stupid plow, you know, headlight housings that they just suck no matter what. Hey, so at LEDs, least, you know, at- well, at least the Minimount Minute Mount Twos have the uh, the what are they the Hellfires or something like intensifier. that intensifier intensifier at least it's a regular bulb yeah, yeah and true, not the Minimount Ones yeah they just had the rectangular you replace oh, the whole thing yeah those are the worst because you hit a you know a pothole the edge of trip and you just blow it out completely oh yeah like my father my father had a Minute Mount One it actually had like a little baby seven and a half foot it barely was as wide as the truck <laughs> now. You know, I, I know this brings me back to, wow, this brings me back to my old Instagram when I was talking with you. This yeah, was, we met, rider. well, we started talking, yeah, on Liquid 10 Rider. Wow. <laughs> and that's when I still had my old truck. And yeah. at that plow was, I want to say, an eight and a half foot. And I felt yeah. like that thing was gigantic. And then, yeah. it, what, what are you running, an eight foot? It's an eight foot because I had it on my old truck, which was an 06. And it was, it was it was perfect right yeah but now it's like these trucks are so big now you almost have to have an eight and a half just as a normal oh yeah like you know normal plow like if i'm angled i've got a few inches on either side i feel like oh yeah well you know you told me i was crazy when i was buying my brand new plow and i got the biggest one they made nine foot with i that i (laughs) i maxed out the weight on that plow i had i put a steel cutting edge on it a back drag edge curb guards on it and the foil right the and the foil. foil yeah <laughs> things like it weighs as much as a 10 and a half foot v plow now yeah i should have just gotten a v plow at that point but that thing i actually took off the snow foil i put a rubber flap on it yep, you know to yep. lessen the weight a little bit yeah yep, it helps you can push stuff and it still sucks <laughs> let me tell you that <laughs> What, but even the guy at, at the, I, I brought it somewhere to get looked at. Cause I'm like, something's gotta be wrong with it. And he goes, it's got the same Ram that is on the seven and a half foot for a nine foot. He goes, why do they don't upgrade it to the high output one? Doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's a slow. He, oh, yeah. it's not even slow. It's like, if I get a little bit of wet snow on the, on the plow, I can't raise it. You know how like you push and then yeah. pull up. Yep, can't yep. do it. Wow. Yeah, dude. It's bad. That's crazy. They put that same one on there. I'd expect them to put the bigger, yeah, the bigger RAM on it. You would think. I mean, even up the price a little bit. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's you're not. It's not like a value. You're not. It's not a uh, you know a value priced thing to begin with. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're I, like. It's not like they're trying to save you know a couple hundred bucks on like a three or four thousand dollar plow. I mean, this is like yeah. it's real just, money. So just do it right. Right. I mean, you're going to be working it. Why? Why not just put it? Right. I mean. You know, luck, luckily I don't plow that much, but when I do, you know, I, I know you mentioned about the lights coming in second. That's pretty much my first. I yeah. bought, I bought a strobe light for the back rack just because I wanted one yeah. and that's it. Everyone wants one. It's of the course. Best. 
the, I'm je- I'm jealous of your light setup. Trust oh. me. I keep every time you post something, I'm like, oh, if only my truck could look yeah. like that. <laughs> it's like I, I, you know, I had I had a blast doing the whole install. It's still fun. Like I still enjoy them. I think it's you know I I, I like them. It's fun, but like I, I look back and think about like the time I put into oh yeah like, doing that, and I'm like, man, like why well you know what was would i do it again a hundred percent and i will yeah. but like <laughs> like you know you still kind of question it sometimes like what the hell are you thinking of course you know, I, I had like i had like 30 hours into that install like wow what, what am i nuts you know but, but it looks nice yeah you know and it did actually at the time uh, you know it, it had gotten me a couple of other outfit jobs so that you know it worked out i did okay. i did a, i did like a half a dozen uh trucks over the you know wow. the, the year following that that's good. That was all right. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I, you know, I, my thought process is, um, I tried doing it the cheap route. So I got the Amazon like basic strobe lights and they weren't really, but you know, they were right. these crap things. I so I yeah. had to replace all of them cause they all corroded right. out and whatnot. Um, they're still going strong surprisingly, but you know, uh, looking at your setup is just like, it's, it's amazing just seeing it. That's one one of the biggest things I love when I see plows running around. You yeah. know, the guys who have all the lights, I'm like, yeah. oh, look at that truck going by. That's yeah, like that's I what I look at. I look at me too. Same thing. I look at that, and then I look at the truck second, like lights yeah. first, truck second. But I spent a long time planning that out. You know, like I had I, I had a, I had probably a few months in um, planning and prep and what was going to work with this and what was going to, mm-hmm. you know, which again is kind of a crazy thing i think in a way yeah but you want it done but, right yeah yeah you know and i knew i knew i wanted to you know unlike my old truck that when i bought it used it had a whole bunch of like hacked together nonsense in it i knew i didn't want that i wanted to do everything you know once do it right mm-hmm. do it you know not like keep adding on and adding on and adding on like just do it once do it right and be done oh yeah yeah no that's the way to do it yeah cuz uh, if you if I feel ashamed to even say this, but if you saw my old truck, you would have cringed at the wiring because most of the times when I was doing something, it was like a quickie Mickey kind of thing. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'll get to it later and redo right. it and redo it. Right. No, I did. Hey, I was guilty of that too. in My old truck. I mean, at one point, <laughs> at one point early on, like I get in, I'm driving and, I'm, and I smell something funny and I'm like, what the heck? you know, I, I pull over and like, there's uh, like some some ring terminal things that, that are oh. up under the dash from the previous owner that I'd looked at at one point and been like, yeah, this is fine. Just <laughs> stuck it back up under there. It was just completely melted, like glowing. Wow. You know, so that was the point that I was like, all right, I should probably assess this yeah. a little bit and like see what's going on, you know. Yeah. But, you know, it's yeah, that was exactly what it was. It was like, oh, you know, that's fine or I'll, I'll redo it later, you know. Yep. And later turns into years, later turns, into... turns into the next truck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was just going to say later turns into in. that truck's long gone. Yeah. Do, do you know who bought your old truck? I don't know who bought it, but I, I know I've, I've been sent pictures of it a few times over the years, over the last couple of years. Like I know it's still in Massachusetts. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So people have seen it and that I know, you know, and sent me yeah. pictures. So it's still out there. Okay. I yeah, still have a key um, for it too. So if I ever find it, <laughs> I got to think, do I have a key for my old one? Cause I know the guy who bought it. I know where he lives and, uh, Perfect. people who drive, cause he lives not far from my job, my mm. real job. 
And uh, my father actually just went that way the other day. He comes back. He's smiling at me. He goes, I just saw your old truck. He goes, <laughs> as I'm driving up to it, he's like, that truck looks really familiar. And he's like, as I passed it, I was like, oh, shit, that's his old truck. That's so, funny. Yeah. And the guy loves it. I mean, loves that truck to death. And uh, I sold it with the plow. And it, it was hard to get rid of it, but yeah. I had enough, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like you... You have to weigh the, I've had it with the, but I love it. And yep. when you put them next to each other, you're like, well, no, I've had it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't love it that much. Yeah. Well, I, the, the last straw for me was, uh, my transmission went, I lost, Ooh. I think third gear in it Ugh. and literally just driving on the highway. I was driving on a highway, not too far from where I was living at the time at my dad's and, uh, came to a red light took off and I didn't take off fast or anything like yeah. that. I felt it go through, uh, you know, first, second, and then third, just completely just the engine whined. I wasn't going anywhere. I'm like, what's going on? Literally. I had to limp it the whole way home another like half an hour Man. and, uh, just sitting in second gear. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, no, I, I was like, I'd limped mine home on my last straw breakdown too. And it was the radiator blue. Oh, wow. So yeah, I get, I get that limp at home and be like, that's it. Yeah. I'm all set. And then I had, I had issues with the transmission. Um, when I got it rebuilt, something happened, the input shaft for some reason, I I went to go install it for some reason. It wasn't letting me like, it wasn't going in. Hmm. So I'm looking it over and I'm like, why does the input shaft look odd? I pull on the input shaft and it actually cracked. How? I have no idea. Even the guy at the transmission shop goes, I have no idea how that happens. He goes, that's the very first one I've ever seen. And after that, I was like, put a new input shaft on it and I'm, I'm selling this sucker because I can't wow. deal with it anymore. So it, it was a gorgeous truck. I loved it, but yeah, you know, was yours diesel or gas? Gas. The, it was, it was. The, yeah. The 5.4 liter, the 5.4 Triton, the, the legend of the Triton, the legend <laughs> of the spark plugs. <laughs> Oh, those, the, the ones that rocket the spark plugs out. Yeah. Yeah. They'd rocket them out. But if you got to them before they rocketed, then they'd it was break much easier. Cause then you just break them off inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need the special snap on tool to take them out. Yep. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, the manifolds. Yes. The manifolds yeah. on that. I had a friend do them and they were beating the hell out of them trying to get yeah. those things off yeah those manifold bolts would just seize to the aluminum block because galvanic yep. corrosion was not Oof. something they were aware of at the time apparently <laughs> and uh yeah and they just that was it and then you get the leak and then you get the tick 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 yep oh, that's the classic <laughs> you know how many i've seen drive by and uh, all you hear is this oh. ticking going down yeah, the road yeah, yeah. and you're like well that person's not going to be happy yeah. <laughs> So yeah. that was a V8, the 5.4, right? Yeah, not the 10. The 10 was a 6.8, 6.8 liter V10, I think. My boss My, had one on excursion. It was ridiculous. Dude, those things were beasts. My yeah. father had one in a F250. Yeah. And I was like, a V, what the, What do you need a V10 yeah. for? Why is this, why is this an option? <laughs> <laughs> they just went, how can we make more ridiculous power and torque Oh, let's just add two more cylinders. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, of course. Two more well, cylinders, two more spark plugs. Yeah. I think that was also, if I'm not mistaken, that was also a Triton engine, Triton motor. I believe so. And 
they also had the uh, there was a V8 that had. I remember the salesman at Ford was like, "This one has two intake valves or two exhaust valves, yeah, and then yeah, one yeah. of the other." Right. So and, it was a total of a three valve, and yep. they were like, "This is groundbreaking." <laughs> they and then eventually they just took out the word "ground." <laughs> this is just breaking. <laughs> we're gonna just try something different. I know we're going long on trucks, but my my pops had a F two fifty. It was a crew cab with a short bed and yeah. it was he always leased trucks and uh because it threw the job and whatnot so he had them right. for three years we we brought that truck to the car wash prior to us dropping it back off at the dealer after his <laughs> lease was up because the transmission was pissing transmission fluid out all over and he's like i don't know let's just wash it real quick and then drop it back off and yeah, that's what we do the did. underbody the underbody wash and go that's that's all we did and the guy looked at it real quick and he's like all right you're all good yeah perfect but yeah so i love my trucks i will never be without a pickup it's no. it is the best thing ever yeah 100 percent. do anything go anywhere yeah, literally anything you yep. can plow with it tow with it pick stuff up i mean you know i love my diesel but I don't use it. I don't use yeah, it for anything. You don't work it you know? out. Yeah. No. The only time I do is if I'm plowing. And most of the time, when's that? It's yeah. every once in a while. Right, right, right. But, you know, that sound. Yeah. You got to have that. It. That's my thing. Yeah. I, I love the diesel sound. I love being around diesels. But, man, I, I one last thing. I got to ask you. Have you changed your... Oh, no, you don't have the same engine I do. Is your belt on your truck... Um, a cluster fuck. Well, besides that, yeah. a double cert, like a double groove, like I it's grooved it, on top, it, grooved on the bottom. I think it is. I haven't had to change it, but I think it is. I um, I felt so stupid going to the dealer and being like, I needed some other work done, so I mm. said, "Can you change the belt for me?" Because I'm not doing it. I'm not fucking <laughs> yeah. this up. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, please feel free, but I'm not. Yeah. I did one of my old, this, I did the servantine belt in the five, four and it was just, it was, it's just the worst. Really? It's just, it's not because it's a pain. It's just a pain to work on the engine in the engine bay of these trucks. Yeah. They're way up there. Oh, that you was know, an like, 06 and, too. Yeah. They're way up there and you're, you're, you gotta basically get your hands down behind yep. the radiator. So like you're laying flat. Oh on yeah. The engine. Yeah you know, with your feet sticking out of the hood <laughs> and your arms are fully extended down towards yep. the ground inside the end, trying to get that lat, you know, it's like, it's just, yeah, let it's them not good. With it. <laughs> like, you know, the, 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 uh, the 7.3 that I had was the most, it was a dream. I could change that belt out in five minutes. That's and, nice. but if you had a different version of the 7.3, they had the mm -hmm. coolant line going right between through the belt. So the no, belt. So, so you what you had? The coolant line off. You, you have to drain the coolant to drain the uh, to change the belt. <laughs> now, before Perfect. before we were to, uh, actually recording, you mentioned e uh, an Econoline van. Had, Yo, this oh, just yes, of course. This just reminded me. What was Ford thinking when they said we want to take this seven three, and this <laughs> van, and slam them together? Right. Have, and, have and you ever worked on drive only? Uh, it, that Just is aside, but yes. Yeah. The, they, uh, you're sitting on top of this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. It's, it's, yeah. it's an engine and a trans yes. and that's it. Yeah. Uh, have you ever worked on one? No. 
not not the not the seven three. I've worked on the 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 um the smaller what they I think they put five fours in them too for yep. a while. Worked on those, but not the seven three. And even that was the worst. Well, they work on it when you're driving, at least. Oh yeah, pretty much. I mean, you could just pull the doghouse off, and it's right there. Exactly. <laughs> but wires is this the bad one? Yep. Oh man, dude, it, yeah. we have to. We used to deal with them a lot at our regular job because we yeah, would put the refer, the refrigeration the unit would go on yeah. top. Then they'd have the compressor that's driven by the engine, and on early seven threes, they would bury the compressor inside somewhere on the engine and it would take eight hours just to get to the compressor. Stop. Well, that's what, what they gave you. Yeah. 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 But I mean, that's, you have to pull the intercooler, the radiator, the AC, uh, condenser. You'd have to pull off the AC compressor from the truck, the vacuum pump from the truck. I think the power steering just <laughs> to get to it. Oh, and the radiator fan, if you want to throw that in for good measure. Take everything off the end, strip the engine. They were the beast of a beast. And wow. I just go like, what was somebody thinking when they said, we want to cram that? Just make it fit. That's all you got to do. They were hoping it would never have to get serviced. I, I don't even know. you. Why would you even change the oil at that point? I mean, you, you can't probably can't even get to it. Yeah. Just let it run and die. That's it. That's it. One use, single use. (laughs) (laughs) So, but besides trucks and whatnot, there was other shit that I wanted to ask you and I have no idea, but, um, your shop is littered with artifacts of history for it. Yeah. Is a great word for it, but I've seen it progressively get nice and like tidied up and whatnot. You get electric on certain spots. You got air running all around. Yep. What downstairs, what is your, what is your most prized possession that you picked up that if somebody offered you a boatload of cash, you still wouldn't sell it? Uh, I think it's still going to be, I think it's still going to be the Unidrill. I don't think that's okay. going to change. I think it's still going to be the Unidrill because it's ever set like everything, every, every tool and machine in my shop currently um, and I guess, I mean, we can, ex- we'll extend that beyond tools and machine, but like everything in my shop, really, I have seen pop up again here and there on Craigslist or marketplace mm-hmm. or whatever. Like I've, I've found duplicates of them. I have yet to find another Unidrill. So wow. I would say, I mean, they're out there. I know they're out there, but I would say that that is still my will. Cause that's the, it's just so cool and it's so unique, but that's also the thing that I've put the most time into most time and effort mm-hmm. into, you know, like I'm pretty sure like I, I spent maybe I spent a good couple of months restoring that. I think. Oh yeah. Like I was and close to, I was close. Thank you. I was close to finishing it. If not had having just finished it when, when we recorded sawdust nation last mm-hmm. year, like a year wow. and a half ago. And, but like I'd started it, like that was in, that was in like March, March or April, I think. And I'd started mm-hmm. it in like December. So I, wow. I was just finishing it up. So that's probably, that's the one I think. Yeah. It, that is a unique drill. I've, I've never seen one until you, you know, you had it on your, uh, on your post. Yeah. And the, the, the other question is, do you use it? Occasionally, not as much as, so I, occasionally I say, because mostly because of where it is and like how it's set mm-hmm. up is it's not, it's like kind of in a line of a couple other drill presses 
And um, <laughs> I do use them, but they're not really like in the workflow. So something like the, the, the big picture for the next two months in the shop is a big, a big reorganization, a big organizational change. So okay. I'm building a small, uh, I'm taking some ill used storage space in the corner that you never see, like it, the internet never sees it. So, but it's there and that's going to turn into like a 11 and 11 by 12 shop room, like clean room for Dre nice. and, and the epoxy. So okay. it'll be, you know, painted floors, like epoxy painted floor, drywall, you know, walls, ceiling, real like weather strip door. So it'll be wow. a closed room where my dust can't get in her epoxy. That's awesome. But what that means, aside from her getting clean space, that means I get dirty space. Yeah. So there's like a 20 foot run on the wall where all her benches and all her stuff is, which uh -huh. now will become mine. So I'm going to split wood and metal more accurate, like more, more finitely in the shop. Mm -hmm. But what that'll do is that'll kind of let me move some of the machines that I would like to use more, but don't really have a good spot for into the, into the lineup that would make okay. sense. So I'll be moving those drill presses and actually getting the unit drill into a spot where I can just, you know, turn around and use it more frequently. Nice. Nice. Now, so I'm excited. just a, just so you know that uh, that clean room, mm. you 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 might think it's going to be Dre's, but one day you're probably going to come home, and then the whole the big shop is going to become Dre's, and then you're going to be stuck in the little corner. You won't even be able to open the door because it's just going to be all the machines are in there. She's going to cram them all in there. She's going to yeah. be like, I don't know what happened. It's, yeah, you know, I, I came home like this. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. your what is the biggest obsession for you? Drill presses. Or bandsaws? Oh, it comes, it's, it's a phase thing. Seriously, such a phase thing. Like, like I, when I had, when I peaked at like 11 drill presses, <laughs> I, I was like, I had this thing, I had this thing in my head where I was like, I got to get the drill presses because they're, oh, they're, you know, they're so quick and easy to, to rebuild. And then, um, you know, like many things, when you overindulge, you just become sick of them. <laughs> So like I'm so sick of drill presses right now. I'm so sick of them. Like I finished the last one that I was restoring and selling, and I was like, thank God. Oh man. You know, and then the last two that are that are like quote unquote in inventory are both spoken for. So I'm like, okay, good. They're gonna be leaving. And like you don't even see them anymore. They're like they're over in storage, like on the other side of the basement. Like wow. there's there's still more tools that are that are outside of the, you know, the stories. But the right now, I guess. I guess one might, it might appear that I have a bandsaw obsession going on, but it wasn't intentional that, that, uh, that I got that new one the other day or that okay. other one. That one's, and it's leaving again when it's, when it's done. All right. I just so like to breathe I, some life into some tools. Although I just, I was at a pick like a couple hours ago and it's an, <laughs> it's an entire, you're hearing, no one else knows this yet. You're hearing this first. Wow. It's an entire Delta shop from the fifties. Wow. So it's everything like, Unisaw, shaper, drill press, bandsaw, disc sander, belt sander, lathe, jointer, and scroll saw. Wow. And uh, are you now the proud owner of it? I'm going to go back and get it, yeah. Nice. I'm trying to find people that that would like the stuff first, though, because I'm not trying to deal with... 
getting all that. I'm not putting all that stuff in the shop. There's no. You don't, you don't want to drag all. That sounds like a fun time, you know, to put all that down there. You know, it was funny. I said to myself, I'm like, well, at least these are all like real light stuff. This is this is this is this is, this is all hand truck stuff. Like that was my mentality in my head. I'm like this is all hand truck stuff. This is fine. Like, like it's gotten to a point where hand trucking like a Delta 14 or a drill press down into the shop is like an average day. I'm like, oh, yeah. I just got to hand truck another one down. No problem. <laughs> So I'm trying to, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to put the, put the word out there and see if anyone wants some stuff. Well, that's good. And, and, and I forgot you were also a big avid collector of vices. Mm, yeah. That, that kind of infatuation never seems to go away. I think I just, I can't, like, it doesn't stop. I like them. They're just, they're all different. They're cool. I, I don't know. I was going to say, what what is it? Like, is there one thing that, like, really piques your interest? Like, that you, when you see a vice, you go, okay, that has that, that I'm interested. You know, I, I don't, I don't know if it's a particular feature necessarily. I like, I like, you know, big vices, like six, eight inch vices. I like tiny vices. Um, medium vices, I'm kind of, you know, you know, like an average three, four, five inch it's fine. It's cool. You know, unless it's something unique, but mm-hmm. I just like, it's it, I think it's cause with the bigger ones, you know, like, like the rock Island, right. It's like, it's, it's almost absurdly big and granted that's only a six inch and you know, at like 160 pounds or something. Whereas wow. there are, you know, some of the eight inch out you know, vices out there are 200 plus pounds, even some even, you know, roll over the 300 pound mark. And that's like a, a whole different world. Wow. I think it's that and like, you know, I like unique ones. I like ones that were, that are all original. So, you know, I just did, I just did a read, uh, 404 and a half two two oh four and a half. Um, okay. so it's a swivel base pipe jaw vice and it had the original pipe jaws in it, which a lot of the time they're missing. So wow. I thought that was cool. And you know, that's one that it, I'm keeping cause I'm going to use it cause it has pipe yeah, jaws. Yeah. It's original. It's cool. But wow. I know it's kind of like you see one, and you're like, that's the one that I would like to have today. It it's it's crazy seeing you actually, you know, take parts that are missing and and manufacture that yeah. part. You know, I know you made the um, new handle for the Rock Island. Yep. Um, you didn't make? Did you remake the whole screw? No. That that was I'm just not original. Got, no, yeah, I haven't. I haven't gotten into doing that yet. I know some okay. people do it like it's an average day at the office, and that's cool. That's really cool to just you know, machine the whole meatball and, and Acme thread and everything, but mm-hmm. I've definitely not gotten there yet. And I don't think that like on my current lathe, on my current running nine inch lathe, I could do smaller ones. Like technically I would be able to do smaller ones. Um, but the bigger screws on the bigger mm-hmm. vices that I tend to work more on, I, that little lathe can't handle, but theoretically the new lathe, the new, lathe um it's, it's from 1958 so it's hardly new but new to me uh is capacity wise can handle stuff like that and it's got a few features on it that are more you know thread cutting friendly so i intend mm-hmm. to i intend to i want to learn i want to kind of like go to school on on that lathe and learn to cut threads so that's really cool i, I mean that? it's impressive seeing what you can do i mean you literally take some stock metal and the next thing you know you're like oh i just have a new handle for this and i'm like what <laughs> well, when the hell did this happen i mean i'm not i'm not a machinist i'm not you know i i everything is just kind of done out of 
like some I guess sometimes necessity, but also mm-hmm. like I, I have if I have the means to do it in front of me and the thing that's stopping me is that I've never done it before, I don't necessarily know how to do it. Mm-hmm. That is not a valid enough excuse in, to myself. Like I, if I have the, if I have the means to do it sitting in front of me, well then I should, I should do it. I should just figure yeah. it out and do it. Like if I, if I don't have the machine or if I don't have the means or something, then I, it's like a little bit more of a pass for myself to say, well, you know, I don't, I don't have this, this implement. I don't have, you know, so I can't do it right now or whatever, but if it's right in front yeah. of me, then I should just try it. And, you know, I want to learn how to do more processes and more, you know, be able to make different parts and pieces and shapes. So it's, it just working on all these old machines is like the perfect excuse for it because you almost always need to make a part or fix a part or repair a part. So yeah, it's constant, constant learning opportunities, you know, do you, do you, do you learn on the fly or do you go to YouTube university? No, full on on the fly. I, I have wow. like a real struggle with sitting down to watch a YouTube video or even like not sitting down, but like I have a struggle with watching a YouTube video. Uh-huh. You know, I, 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 I want to, I want to, I would rather, I would rather read something than watch a video. But okay. unfortunately there's like far fewer people that are writing like instructions or oh, processes yeah. down, you know? Um, so that means that a lot of the stuff is totally on the fly. Like if I need, if I need to do something, I'll kind of like, I'll, I'll kind of hone myself into the, you know, the County, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's do geography stuff i like get myself into the <laughs> county with like okay i know i can get it to this rough shape and this rough size but i'm kind of not sure what piece of tooling i should use to do this this is kind of what makes sense to me but you know let me try a test piece uh and okay so this worked so now i'll try you know and that gets me down to like the zip code and then you yeah. know if i have like some real precise questions or something that i'm really stuck on like instead of googling it or trying to find it on you know youtube or something uh, I'll definitely just like make a quick phone call or something or like send a oh, text yeah. and, and then that gets me the rest of the way to the, you know, to the, to the final address. Right. But yeah, I, I can't, I don't have the attention span for YouTube. Like I'll watch yeah. 30 seconds and be like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to figure it out. <laughs> like it's not, it's not worth it. I, I have such a problem with that too, because I, I look at stuff like if I read articles on how to I don't know, do something simple, but I can't figure out exactly how to do it. I scroll for keywords. And if I don't see those keywords, I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I got to find something else. And then when I don't see it on the next set of instructions, I'm like, I I guess I'm just going to try it because I have no idea what to do. Right. Yeah. If I, I I have a very short fuse (laughs) for trying to find an answer that is not like blatantly apparent. Yep. Oh, if yeah. it's not on the first two links on Google, <laughs> like I'm just going to try it. <laughs> That's it. You don't go out. past page one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just coming apart, you know? Yeah. Right. It's, and it's, if it's not in the first two links or in the first like half a paragraph. Yeah. yeah I, That's I it. Can't, right. and, you know, and it's funny too. Cause like, I'm sure, I'm sure it's the same with you because, oh, yeah. because you're mechanical and, and I'm sure that, you know, you'll be at work, you know, tearing something apart, taking a compressor out, whatever it is that you're doing that day. And you'll just be doing it kind of on autopilot or even, even when you get into something that you're not, that's kind of unfamiliar territory, you're still doing it. You're working your way through it. You're taking it apart. You're being methodical. And then I'm like, for me, every once in a while, I'll have those moments where, you know, I kind of like pause and I look and I'm like, man, you know, a year ago, I probably wouldn't be 
I wouldn't oh, yeah. have dove into this like without a thought, even though I didn't know exactly how it was going to go. And it's kind of cool to like realize that you've, you know, I, I don't know, gotten whatever I know what you're talking advanced about. your skill yeah. set and your mindset enough to just dive in. And I think that's like I've had I, I have those moments every so often, and I'm sure you do too. And it's kind of cool because you're like, oh, so you know, I, I might not be doing this the traditional like method necessarily, but like I'm getting somewhere, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I can 100 percent relate, and I know I'm going to hear a chuckle from the other room from Kim, but. It, I've been at my job for 17 years yeah. and, you know, I literally started from installing the units to, uh, you know, being a gopher and then slowly but surely I worked my way into tech. And my biggest thing was I always wanted to learn something new, always wanted to push myself, always wanted to do what the senior guy was doing because I could see, you know, they're really diving into it. They're doing engine work, compressor work, and I didn't want the normal, just change the oil and that's it. Right. So I always got the job that nobody else wanted and I would try it. And yeah. then I would learn more and more and more. And now I've, I've grown so much, but I had the exact moment you're talking about the other day because we, we, um, our head gaskets are failing on, on our units. It's a little four cylinder Yanmar diesel yep. and yep. the head gasket it, out of the book, they call for like five hours to do it, R and R it and change it. I did a full head gasket and replaced all the belts on the thing, got it running in two and a half hours. Now I'm like, I looked at it. I'm like, how is this possible? Like yeah, how did that's I crazy that? yeah. to think even a year ago or two years ago, I wouldn't, I wasn't a, I wasn't even at that stage. And then just thinking, okay, I started out as an installer and now this is what I'm doing. You know, it's crazy to yeah. think of like you've grown so and but like you said, you you're on autopilot. I was just right. going through the motions. This, this, right. this, it this, this next thing I know. No, like you can even you, dive into new like new territory on autopilot, and not even really think about it. Mm -hmm. it, it is nuts. It, the I love the mechanical aspect of it. You know, the way your brain works when you're when you're just doing something. And next thing you know, you look, you're like, oh, shit, that's all apart. Like, yeah, exactly. how the hell did I do that? Exactly. And then like, I'll have, I'll have that moment. And then I'll follow that moment with me telling myself, well, I mean, you took it apart. It's got to go back together. Oh, like man. <laughs> you know, I had a job the other day. I literally got it ripped apart. I got the compressor out in, in no time flat. And I go, how am I putting this back together? <laughs> Like I didn't pay attention to yeah. one thing. Yeah. And oh, the only yeah, thing I missed, yeah. dude, there were little spacers between the compressor and the engine. And yeah. I, I'm like, where do these go? Because yeah. they're on the ground, but I don't know where they went. So luckily I figured it out kind of, but I was yeah, like, yeah. oh shit, this is bad. Oh yeah. No, that ha that happens way more than I'd like to even admit. Like the bandsaw that I tore, I tore the bottom arbor out of well, a week or two ago. I just tore it apart. Like, you know, we do the live on Thursdays. We do our live uh -huh. every Thursday. I did that. I tore that out at like 8.50, 8.55. Like minutes, like with the, the camera, the phone was already set up. Like it was ready and I was waiting to join, but I was like, I'll see if I can, uh, fuck it. I'll see if I can tear these, you know, tear this apart. <laughs> and so like the next day I went to I'm like, all right, let's assess all that. Okay. Yep. Got it. Order the, order the, you know, found a new Arbor came in a few days later. I went to go put it back together. I'm like, I have no idea what order these things like yep. there's bearings. There's not even a lot. There's bearings. There's like the felt bearing protector, like, you know, mm -hmm. cover. And then there's two like sort of spring washers. 
And like, no matter what combination, what order I put it in, I'm like, this doesn't seem right. And like, I've tried them all. So like one of them has got to be right, but I'm like, I have no. So this is one of those ones where I'm like, am I going to have to watch a YouTube video just to get to the point where I see the guy put it back together? And I'm getting mad about that premise. Like I'm getting mad that I'm going to have to watch a YouTube video about this because I just didn't pay attention when I took it apart. I'm like, that's just so stupid. It's just like an order of operations. Like you took it apart. I'm sure when I took it apart, everything fell on the floor naturally. Of course. Like, you know, I don't know. It's going to be a great bandsaw for anyone listening. It's not, this does not reflect the uh, (laughs) rebuild quality. (laughs) Have you ever had, and I know I can tell you that you probably did, but you ever start a job where you go, okay, you set out a bench, you put all your tools and you're like, I'm going to label everything. I'm going to put it all in like corresponding bins or like places. Then halfway through, you're like, fuck it. I'm just taking the shit off and it's just on the bench. And then you look at the bench and you're like, where does that go? Like there's like parts that you have no idea where they're going. Yeah. That happens a lot with uh, like that happened. That happened a lot during the the unidrill because I literally took everything, every single piece off it. And I kind of, I kind of had the foresight that that would happen. So I was doing it. (laughs) Like I was doing the head and then I was doing the, so I wasn't tearing, you know, but even with that, I'm like, there's a lot of these pieces. Yeah. I don't know for sure that they came from this. <laughs> but, you know, I think they'll go. I th- it looks like it goes here, you know. And, like, it's all it, it all went ultimately went okay. But I do that, too, with even just with, like, a fabrication job or a build or something. I'll be like, all right, I got all my benches clear. Everything's ready. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be neat. I'm going to. I'm going to like, you know, I'm not under a rush here. So I'm going to take my time. Like I'll put my tools away. And like (laughs) chaos ensues. Like there's just stuff (laughs) everywhere. Like, I don't know if you saw the other day. I'm like, I got to clean my shop. I'm like, there's clamps everywhere. And I'm walking around my shop. There's just clamps all over the floor. There's clamps hanging on stuff. There's like, I was, I mean, that was like an hour or two. Like I cleaned the obvious surfaces and then I just walked around like, look at my, oh yeah, I remember I put that over there because I was, oh yeah, I was carrying things and I put something down and. Yep. Dude, I, I tore out how many engines? I tore out my engine in my old truck um, twice, actually. Was it twice? Yes, twice. And I tore out a 6.0 out of a Mm -hmm. F350. And every, each time I did it, I went, here's my layout. Here's the tools I need to start with. I put little tags on the, um, I think on the radiator hoses, this thing. I marked it with different color wiring. And I'm telling you, a quarter of the way through, after I got the radiator and everything out, it was just like off, 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 off. And like, you work better almost just like in autopilot like that, just tearing it down. The, the worst part is, though, when you're putting it back together, you're looking at the bolts going, those bolts look like they could go there or here or here or there. Yeah. So where do they go? Well, the worst is when they're they're this like the four bolts are the same size, like the same thread and pitch, but different yep. lengths. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've like put stuff together and bottomed out a bolt and not and been like, ah, it might just be some of the threads. And then like, next thing you know, you just blow through the other end of like the casting or something. Like, <laughs> Oh yes. I've done that way too many times. I'm yeah. like, man, this, this bolt's not going in. And you know, just 
hammer it away just yeah. keep impacting yeah. and then you're and like oh it's snapped for a reason right because it's coming through the other side now. <laughs> something Perfect. gave yeah but oh man but it is it is it is awesome seeing your stuff and um i can't wait to see the build that's going uh that you were talking about for dre's room yeah. because that's that's going to help her big time because now she doesn't have to deal with all the you know right. epoxy and, and the dust and, and whatnot and that's been like the big um like the great divide of the shop, the shop space is we, a lot of the times, like if she's going to do a pour, if she's going to do, uh, you know, any, any of her, I guess, anything involving wet epoxy, anything other mm -hmm. than cleaning up, if she's going to do anything productive, uh, it's almost difficult for both of us to be, to, to coexist down there at the same time. Like, you know, even if I'm not making a mess, even if I'm like sitting there, you know, like reassembling, a, a part or a tool or whatever with all the clean parts painted, you know, mm -hmm. inevitably like without thinking, I'll be like, ah, oh, just, just hit the screw on a wire on the wire wheel and like fire up the wire, the grinder yeah. or something. And then <laughs> I'll just get, like, she'll be like, come on, you know, and like, oh, <laughs> or even like, the, honestly, sometimes I'll walk by and like, Oh yeah. The breeze will like stir up. So, you know what I mean? So it'll just be nice to be able to, not have to worry about that and not have to worry about compromising her art with oh, yeah. my like air movement as I walk by, you know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. Um, so that'll be cool. Cause then I think she'll be able to, you know, she'll be able to go down and just do whatever anytime, regardless of what I'm doing, what mm -hmm. projects I have going on, regardless of what mess I've already made and the clouds of dust are still society, like still like subsiding in the shop. She doesn't matter. She just goes down into her shop. Where it's clean. Yeah, no, so that'll be that, good. That, that's like really, really cool. Shit. You know, I like framing and doing the rough electrical and all that. It'll be fun. So. Of course. Now, uh, I know a while back you were doing uh, renovations at the place that you work at. Mm. And what was the coolest thing? I kind of remember, but what was the coolest thing you found when you uncovered oh. walls or whatnot? Because um, I think you found some posters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that was like that was two. That was like three renovations ago. Isn't that crazy? Really? That's wild. Um, but yeah, so it was our uh, one of the hardware stores that my boss had purchased on Cape Cod, and it had been a hardware store since it was founded and built and all that. So it was like the building, the structure itself was over a hundred years old. It's like one hundred and twenty years old. I think it's wow. actually exactly one hundred and twenty years old. Wow. Um, this year, but, uh, it had been the hardware type store f pretty much forever. And way back when it was like the hardware slash general store slash mortuary slash like everything. <laughs> right. Um, but at one point in time, I, I think it was like, I want to say it was like fifties through maybe seventies, 50 through fifties through seventies, maybe early eighties. Um, that store, was also uh, like one of the premier Delta Rockwell dealers in the area. Mm -hmm. So there are these old, you know, there are old photos that we have of the store in the building, like with the whole Delta Rockwell showroom set up, which is really cool. But um, we found a few things in, during demo at that building when we were renovating it that were all behind drywall or plywood or whatever mm -hmm. that were super cool. So the first one was a big lacquered, wall panel that had a hand-painted delta milwaukee logo on it wow like three or four feet in diameter which is super rad 
That's awesome. Um, and it was like mint. It was like, it was pretty much perfect. So that was really cool to find. And then behind some other walls, we found uh, two big posters. So basically like printed on, printed on, you know, a hardboard, basically mm-hmm. like three foot by four foot. And they were old marketing photos from, I imagine from like the Delta Rockwell catalog or something. So wow. it was the, um, you know, it was like the, the, the ideal garage workshop, you know, like mm-hmm. father with his son, you know, doing like making a birdhouse or making a little race car or something. And it's all the tools. And they were in near perfect condition as well, which was wow. crazy to find. So I ended up frame building frames for them and they're hanging up. I was going to say, please tell me you still have them. Yeah, they're all, yeah, all three of those pieces are are safe and hung up at the store. That's awesome. Because so many people never even knew that that's what that building had been. So it was cool to just bring that history back. That's really, really cool. Yeah. I got I got two very important questions. Okay. And then uh, we'll start wrapping up after that. But right. the very important question is, have you ever met Tom Silva? You know, I haven't. And I'm, he's just I'm, not like roaming around the streets or anything no, you like know, that. You know who, you know who roams around more than Tom. And I guess not, probably not anymore. Norm. Like I've met really? Norm just like roaming around Arlington. That's I mean, like awesome. I shouldn't say roaming around, like he was absolutely shooting a segment and I yeah, 100% yeah. was like, hi, you know, <laughs> like in between shots. Right. Um, and like, I see Charlie Silva all the time at the lumber yard, but never Tommy. Wow. I've, I've like, conversed with tommy but i've never met tommy You're like like yeah, he conversed. follows me on instagram bro oh my god <laughs> you sure it's really tom yeah 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 it's hilarious he's got the check mark and everything <laughs> how, how like you sure he's running that page or is his daughter you know i think it's 50 50 like i'm pretty sure he has like he's on there but i think uh-huh. like i think his daughter oversees it like the same way that i like my mom has her has her own instagram but like <laughs> I like it's like I just make sure everything's fine. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. She's definitely you. gonna listen to this. Yeah, I'm still logged in, mom. That's why all, <laughs> all the new stuff comes up because I every once in a while I follow some new accounts for her. You know, I try the, to keep it interesting. Can, can, of course, but yeah. you're number one on there. Of course, yeah. The close, like the close friends. It's like it's just Dre and I. Like, of course, it. she she probably follows you, Dre, and then uh, Delta. Um, Lincoln Electric, 100%, yeah. Total Boat Epoxy. <laughs> yep, yep. I a hundred percent went through my followers, and I was like, "Yep, this person, this one, this." One. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I was just picturing as we were talking that just picturing Tom Silva just sitting back, just scrolling through his messages on Instagram, yeah. you know, just answering like, "Hey, man, what's up? You know, yeah, what are you yeah. doing?" <laughs> Hey, I, I think he might. I mean, I like to think that every once in a while it's actually him scrolling through and, and yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, he's, he's hip. He's got, he's technologically savvy. So. Oh yeah. I still love watching that show. Oh. I remember watching it when I was growing up Yeah, and, and now seeing it again is, you know, seeing what they're doing now is crazy. Some of the, some of the builds. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy too, because I mean, you know, we've watched all these different, we've watched the, you know, the original crew slowly Mm kind of make their exits and the next generation take over seamlessly oh yeah you know which i love i love that i love that there's a you know that there's a new landscape contractor i love that there's a new carpenter lead carpenter Mm -hmm. now noel's gone uh norm's gone um i i think it's i think it's cool that they've they've brought in all these younger tradespeople 
mm-hmm. to continue the legacy. Which yeah, is, it is which good. Is rad. Oh yeah. Now on that subject, yeah. I this it's a it's a pain point for me. And if you if you listen to the episode with Keith, I had asked him the same exact question. Um, but what is your take on the the younger generation in the workforce in the trades because i i've seen it firsthand that it's you know it's declined Mm -hmm. big time it's and i'm curious yeah it's it's not uh (laughs) we had a whole bunch of kids come through uh our job yesterday um and was it yesterday or the day before anyway it doesn't really matter uh so they're they're going through a program in in a tech school and whatnot they come over to me they're talking to me a couple of the kids go you have ac in the back of that service truck and i'm like no i i have i have a fan and they're like you don't have ac i'm like (laughs) no i sit out here and i sweat or i freeze my ass off yeah and i'm going like you're never gonna make it no i'm telling you (laughs) I, i i hate to like use the phrase but like they're a lot of the younger kids are kind of soft yeah you know, and they're just, they don't have, I don't think they have, and this is not necessarily on them, but like, they don't have a real, a real true understanding of what, you know, that kind of a job, what kind of that kind of a trade entails, right? Mm -hmm. Like they think they're like, oh, you know, he's a, he's a repairman. He fixes, he fixes trucks and, you know, an office person that fixes a computer you know, they work in an office, they have an AC, they have all this. And uh, it's probably the same thing, you know, like the garage has AC, right? Like, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, it's like, that's just not a real world scenario. <laughs> right. And it's, and I say, it's not really their fault because in, in, in all fairness, it, it, you know, it isn't, it's like the people that the life they live, the school they're in, the people they surround themselves in, unless that kid is making a conscious effort to like get themselves into that kind of trade community or they have someone that's a driving force behind it. Mm-hmm. They have no exposure to it. Oh, you yeah. know, high schools don't have auto shop or shop class anywhere. Granted, they have maybe, you know, uh, maker spaces and they have digital design and fabrication. But digital design and fabrication is not necessarily the same thing as having shop class or having, oh, auto, yeah. you know, so they just they don't it, have the same exposure that we do. Y- you you talk about exposure and and auto shop being in in high school and whatnot. My my father is um he goes around to UTI that's not too far from us yeah. and he went to talk to them and whatnot and he, you know he got a tour and they explained when I went to my trade school that has since turned into a Lincoln Tech back when it was called Engine City they they taught you everything. You got your hands, I mean, dirty. You ripped out transmissions, you rebuilt engines, you yeah. ran engines. You did everything that you normally would do. Sure. UTI, no hands-on. No, you're, the only hands-on you get is, I think they can start an engine and then they could shut it down so they hear it run. And the other one is they have an engine block that's already torn apart but all the kids do are take the pistons out, they measure them, and then put the pistons back in, and that's it. Wow. So I was like, wow. they don't have anything? And my father's like, this came straight from the uh, the director who was showing him that this is the most hands-on that they get. They get a lot of like paperwork to do, and how, they learn that in the class. How does that translate to like functional real-life real <laughs> skills? I can't, I can't figure that out. I mean that's pretty wild to me that they've gotten to a point where they're, if you're not 
Well, actually, I don't know. Let me. Well, I think that's I think that's silly, and I think they should be a hundred percent hands on. Part of me then kind of just I, I just had this like thought in my head of think of like a like a a, a freshly graduated auto tech going mm-hmm. to work for let like let's say like a, a going to work as a tech at a dealer, right? Okay. They're not taking apart engines. It's like they're doing no. oil changes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and so I guess in a way, a, a, the tech schools are sort of they're prepping them for their entry level jobs, you know. But like that's it yep. still just seems like that's a huge oversight to not prep them for anything more, right? You know, and I then mean, leave it to the leave it to their you know any future employer to leave the training and, and education for anything more to them. And I guess. I mean, I guess in a way, like I'm playing devil's advocate against myself, but like if you go to work for uh, Ford or you go to work for Mercedes or whatever, you know, those, the essence of how it, you know, internal combustion is the same, but like mm-hmm. all the nuances are so specific to those vehicles and those engines, I guess oh, yeah. you would kind of want that training, but man, it, like they don't even teach, they, no hands-on is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to have... I understand 100% where you're coming from with that. And I completely agree that, you know, you're getting somebody who's freshly graduated. You're not putting them as a master technician. You're putting them, you know, with a master who can then teach them. Um, But to walk in somewhere, it's almost like getting a book, not reading it, but knowing exactly what the story is. And, you know, I'd rather thumb through the pages and have an idea about it before going in. So, I mean, some hands-on would be good. Yeah. I mean, the essence of it is like, you're, you're right. You, when you were, when you went through it and you would, you know, pull a transmission, pull an engine, tear it apart, put it back together. And regardless of manufacturer, like the concept is the same Mm -hmm. and having that, having that hands-on and having torn it apart and seen the internals and like under, like someone can explain all day long the premise of internal Mm -hmm. combustion or automatic transmission, like until you see it. Then it's real. Then it's in front of you, and you're like, okay, I remember him. I remember the, you know, being told this, and there it is. You know, and like yep. that is an invaluable experience. You're right. Oh, yeah. That that should not be overlooked, and it is. So UTI, <laughs> get, get with the program. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know if that Come goes on. for all UTI locations, but I mean, I was I was kind of uh, shocked by to hear that. You know, and he got a tour of the whole school and whatnot, oh. and he goes, he comes back, he goes, it is pristine oh, there is sure. like not well, anything on the are, floor <laughs> you know they probably get written up if they spill some oil on the floor or probably <laughs> i wouldn't doubt it they're probably clean engine but engine blocks too <laughs> yeah. no oil, but nothing. it it is sad it, it is really sad to see you know kids coming out of trade school and then also the 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 last point of that that i could think of is i believe and this is just my opinion so if anybody out there gets hurt by this, this is just my opinion. The kids coming out of trade school expect to get paid top dollar yeah. the second they step foot into a dealership. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they expect top dollar. They expect their own truck. They expect like months and months of vacation, right. time paid off, all this. They don't want to work through the chain. No. And, you know, it's not even – it's funny you say that because it's not even um... – it's not even specific to that industry. I mean, I think that is, that is like a universal uh, problem. I think I would Mm -hmm. even call it amongst younger people that I've noticed. I mean, even in, you know, even, even watching 
you know, watching the retail stores, you know, look at, you know, gain new employees, look at new employees. I mean, there's been a few college grads that have come through and, you know, some of them have just kind of had the, um, you know, I can do everything. Like, where's my, yeah. where's my manager business card? You know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah. Well, you know, the, the store manager might be like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, were you not clear that we hired you as a, you know, part-time cashier? You know, like that's like, you've got to work yeah, your right. way up. You know what I mean? It's not, I don't know why that's a, that's kind of a lost concept. Yeah, there, there is. And the, the, the other lost concept is there's no drive. There's no right. drive to want to work your way up. Right. You know, some people are very content with staying, you know, really low and they will stay there for a long time, but there's no push and no want Right. you know, to, to, to rise up. I don't understand that. I mean, there's, even if you don't have like a, a clear, is that the right word? Yeah, I guess. Even if you don't have like a clearly defined goal, mm -hmm. even if, even if I, you know, if, if I, even if I can't say, well, this is exactly what I want to do in the future. Even if you don't have that, you still, like, I still know that well, I want something more. Like I oh, want yeah. the next thing and yeah. that's enough. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if people, I don't know if they just don't want anything. I don't know. I have no idea. They want it given to them. It really is true. There's a good, there's a good line that my boss always says about people like that. And it's uh, they're born on third base and think they hit a triple. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. That is what it is. It's a shame, but hopefully some, hopefully the next generation will turn us all around. I and, hope uh, so. I mean, you know, it is, it's, there's like when I'm doing any, when I'm doing any of the renovations and stuff, like I've got a group of, of tree of subs that are all within my age range mm -hmm. that went out there, hustled, you know, got it done, started their own business or went out and, you know, joined the union and got a really good, you know, upper level supervisor role and stuff, but then run their side jobs and stuff. And I prefer to use them over, you know, any of you, I don't want to say older trades, but older trades, because I think it's awesome that there are kids, my, like, there's probably three or four crews, three or four sets of subs and trades mm -hmm. in the town that I work in that are all, you know, in, within my age range that could have, you know, each one of them could go and frame to finish, have a house and never need someone, you know, over wow. 35 to set foot on it. You know what I mean? And I think that's awesome that there's a few of them that exist that are doing really oh, yeah. well. And that's, that's huge. So I love to work with them because you know, the guys I went to high school with or whatever, but it's like, they all got out there and, and got after it and did it hmm. and worked. Yeah, for yeah. It. Oh yeah. That's what no one wants to anymore, yeah. but it must be nice. <laughs> oh yeah. It must be nice just to be handed everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, we could go on this for hours and hours and hours, but um, last question. Yes. That's going to be kind of a twofold. One's going to lead into the next. Um, do you know my executive producer, Keith from Blackthorn Concepts? I, you know, I do. I do know Keith. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the executive producer. Does he get a credit in every episode? Uh, he Is told me deal? not, he told me to pretty much to cut it out just yeah. to stop saying it, but you know, I just had to bring it up. Yeah, you know, I, I know you know him. Yeah. And, uh, and with that, Keith is going to be running the Maker Swap at Maker yes. Camp this year. Are you going to be attending Maker Camp? Absolutely, I will be at Maker Camp. Uh, you will mostly find me under the Lincoln tent. No okay. surprise there. Um, you, 
That's awesome. You're gonna be part of the Lincoln tent. Yeah. So there's gonna be there's gonna be we don't we we haven't ironed out the exact schedule yet. But between Chris Epp and I and uh, oh shit yeah and uh, and some other uh, a couple of other qualified individuals uh, uh, we're gonna have cut a, good... out a little bit. Am I here? We're having some technical difficulties right now. We'll be right back. Shit! Can you hear me? We're doing it live. Can you hear me? What the hell is going on? Ah. So while we wait with, I don't know if Lucas can hear me. I can hear. Um, but his audio cut out right now. He might be having issues on his end. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I just, um, just paused it a little bit and then repicked back up. So, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, ah. yeah, I could hear. I could hear you. You had a great little like outro Damn. there. It was nice. Like it was good. I don't even remember where we um, left off. Oh, Maker Camp. So I, yeah. So uh, between between Chris Zapp and myself uh, and a band of some other really qualified, skilled welders and makers. Uh, so there's there's us, and then there's I think we're gonna have a, three or four or five or six more people nice. that will be able to lend a hand. There's pretty much always going to be someone at the Lincoln booth. Um, we'll have some scheduled demos and instructional, mm -hmm. you know, and lessons essentially. Um, so, you know, come over, learn the basics. If you've never welded before, or if you're uncomfortable with it, come over, learn the basics and then uh, weld out your project. But if you're familiar with it, if you, you know, have done it before, but you might just need a little bit of guidance, like setting the machine up or something, you know, you can That's come over awesome. anytime. There's always going to be someone there. So yeah, I'm, I'm going, uh, Kim and I are going to come up on Sunday because, uh, so first year, nice. this is my That's first nice. time going. I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Now, so you'll be there for the, yep. for the maker swap. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Reveal, so I was talking to Keith because um, awesome. I want to do something, you know, put something in the maker swap. And he's like, you know, you got to be, it's this yeah. day and this day only. And if you're not there, you can yeah. go fuck yourself pretty much. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. 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 Uh, of course. Keith, typical you know, he's, Keith he's a yeah. typical Jersey and yeah. he is a true asshole. <laughs> He really is. Yeah. Thrown but, through. Yes. No, man. I, I really, really, really appreciate you coming on. I see your cats hanging out now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't believe it's been this long that it's taken him to uh, realize. I, he was fast was asleep and then he woke up to your voice and was like, wait, yeah. what the hell is he doing? <laughs> so with that, we're going to wrap it up at this point. And, um, I, you know, I want to thank Lucas again. You can find him on Instagram at, man-made that's m-a-n-n -N, made in m-a and uh give him a follow if you haven't yep. you gotta check out his work and um any last words for you before the final sign off yeah anytime How man much? just thank you i mean it's uh it's been fun I'm, I'm you know it's it's been awesome knowing you all these years and uh I'm stoked that we'll finally be yep. able to, after all these yeah, years, man. finally be and able to And if you find a Rock over. Island Vice before then, the um, I will buy one from you. Okay. Why, I don't Copy know. Copy that. I, I still... will find. Just of course. It, it is just a one, beast to I look think. at. I'm going to put it on the floor <laughs> and then probably trip over it and just keep it there. 
Yeah, yeah. Break so with that, yeah, we're going to be signing it. off. Um, my name is AJ from Crafted and NJ. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, also, you could check out my website, craftedandnj.com. And if you have any topic ideas or you want to send in questions for the next you know, uh, guest, then uh, you can email them over at craftedinnj at gmail.com. And uh, I'm telling you, you don't want to wait. Go now. Head over to uh, Lucas's page and smash that follow button and like everything from day one that he posted because <laughs> you won't, you will not be disappointed. So, with that, many time. Thank with you, that, dude. we'll talk to you later. This has been episode nine, and we love you all. <laughs>